Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. By now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about those sounds? Those are the sounds of an LG wash tower with ultra-large capacity, serving up a powerful yet gentle clean in just 29 minutes. Making this the sound of savings on the best appliance brands. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Get up to 25% off the LG wash tower with ultra-large capacity and reduced wash time. Pricing valid January 5th through January 25th, 2023. Gas Dryer Extra, U.S. only. See store online for details. Hey, this is John Hammond, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcasts. History in Five Songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Yes, indeed, Martin Popoff back again for another episode of History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcasts. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and ever-growing Pantheon Podcast Network. This is a really cool field to be in. Podcasting is a kind of an exciting thing these days. Um, we are available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right. So this episode, uh, episode 91, I'm calling this World's Biggest Living Rock Stars. I'm actually quite amazed that I haven't done an episode on this yet. I went all the way through my notes and went through the list of uh, the previous 90 episodes again thinking, why haven't I done this? Because I know um, you good listeners, um, I've brought this up on the Facebook page a few times and you've always chimed in. It's always an interesting discussion, uh, this question. Um so, yeah, I, I promise to make this not a canned history of some of the, well, th the five biggest rock stars, living rock stars of all time, um, who, you know, 
Granted, uh, that's what it's about. So you probably know a little bit about these people already. So I'm not going to make it a canned history of these people. I want to treat this almost the way that uh, when we when I do one of those uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame shows, who should be in, who shouldn't, uh, why should these guys get in, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, go right to the actual reason why they're on this list rather than other extraneous things about them. Um so, you know, it's it's a fun thing. Obviously, you know, art isn't a competition and all that stuff, but it, it this is this is an interesting question, I think, and uh and it's proven to be so when I brought it up on the Facebook and whatnot. Um and this is one where um, you know, stay tuned to the end because this is a an episode where it's almost I think as interesting a discussion uh what happens after our fifth example. Uh, than what happens in the five examples, because I want to talk briefly, hopefully briefly, about some honorable mentions. I want to talk about the next generation, the idea of youth, and what are kids these days into, and should they be on this list? And I want to talk a little bit about the dead. Not the grateful dead, the uh, the ungrateful dead, those who died young, um, those who are no longer with us. Um, you know, uh, rock stars that that you could say greatest rock stars or biggest rock stars of all time um you know in what cases who should be on there uh from those who have passed on um so we're gonna have a little debate about that all right um let's get started with our first selection take a listen to this this is robert plant with calling to you All right, so I've got Robert Plant on here uh, taking the fifth position of the five uh, world's biggest living rock stars. Why is Robert Plant on this list? So the reason I wanted to put him on here is Led Zeppelin is generally considered one of the very biggest uh, bands of all time. Uh, Led Zeppelin Four is a diamond album, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, sold, you know, multi, multi platinum for these records. Led Zeppelin, massive, massive band, essentially from their inception, uh, from I'd say 69 to, to, you know, the, the day John Bonham died, uh, they were a massive, massive band. So for all of the seventies, essentially they were a huge, huge band, but Robert Plant is on this list. Number one, he's the front man. He's the lyricist. He's the face of the band. He's the golden god with the with the long curly hair. Um, he's that quintessential rock star. He's almost like the um, the blueprint for uh, the front man moving forward into the '80s. I mean, starting in the '70s with David Lee Roth, but moving on into uh, the '80s and through all that big hair metal uh, age. Um, so he's that. He's so. I guess what I'm saying here is he's. I think he's the most famous member of Led Zeppelin. Uh, now, there's a lot of bands that I've left off this, left any members of those bands off this list uh, because they weren't such prominent members um, to to be on this list. And that's why I've got nobody from Fleetwood Mac on this list. I've got nobody from the Eagles on this list. Nobody from ABBA on this list. Um, but um, so Robert Plant, uh, moving forward, the the other reasons uh, that I I put him on this list is he was so prolific. 
uh, in the in the 80s, the 90s, and you know, right up to this date, with making more records. So he stays engaged with the world. This is something I always talk about when I'm when I'm talking about these uh, who should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame things. He's so engaged with the world. He's so intellectually curious about music. He's always changing his bands. He's working with young players. He's he's in this odd realm these days of almost making uh, archival music, but out of new songs. So he had that brief period where he kind of said, I don't want to write songs anymore, but he's, he's back. Um, and he's making these well-regarded um, albums of kind of like historical old-timey music. You know, it reminds me a little bit, I always bring up the band and Creedence Clearwater Revival when I talk about this, but old-timey music with uh, with all sorts of odd instrumentation and new ways to use electronics, and um, but always very interesting um, and, and like I say, new songs. So uh, very interesting, like all the changes through his careers, uh, career. Remember he had, he, you know, he, he embraced electronics at one point and there was a lot of guitar. And then the first couple of albums he made were kind of Zeppelin-esque and they were pretty big hits. Um, Pictures at 11 and, um, and, uh, and uh, what you what you make principal of moments, of course, uh, which I've often considered one of my favorite albums of all time. So those two, he was he was making a lot of he had a lot of hits with those. And you know the other reason is he's he's pretty engaging. You don't see a lot of interviews with him, but um, he is out there in the world participating. He's a he's a world traveler. He's a he's a big proponent of world music. Um, so for all these reasons, I think he he belongs on this list. He's he's engaged with the world. He's enthusiastic about life and living. Um, and remember the Alison Krauss album he made. Um, so he's always he's like he's like one of our great ambassadors for for music from around the world. And I think that's pretty cool. And like I say, I mean, like like lots of um lots of uh bands you can you can kind of look at the track record i mean i'm not i'm saying like don't even stick with led zeppelin itself where he just blows away everybody else in terms of uh being prolific and staying engaged and staying in the business but across a lot of bands like he he would be one of the top examples of someone where the old legendary band goes away and he says right i'm gonna i'm gonna pack my lunch in my bobby sherman lunchbox and i'm gonna go to work uh and that's what he did he kept going to work you know, he even had Page Plant at one point. He had Honey Drippers at one point. So he was he was helping as part of that rockabilly revival. Um, and then, yeah, Page Plant. So he was in there doing a little bit of Zeppel- Zeppelin-y stuff as well. And also, let's not forget, Led Zeppelin had the had the Reformation at uh, at O uh, two with uh, Jason Bonham on drums. So he did that massive, massive thing to help put him on this list. So there you go, Robert Plant is our number one selection, and that was Calling to You from Fate of Nations 93. I wanted to pick something not particularly early or or even, you know, God forbid, from Led Zeppelin, uh, just to show how he uh, is an enthusiastic participator in the world. All right, our number two selection. Take a listen to this and we shall discuss. This is Keith Richards with Make No Mistake. A touch Fascinates a man. What shall I do if I should see and have to pretend 
love that song. I wanted to pick something not from a Stones album. That is from uh, Talk Is Cheap, uh, that great, great solo album he put out October 3rd, 1988. Uh, that has a duet with Sarah Dash uh, from uh, Ancillary LaBelle fame um, and solo albums, but not not a super famous person. But what a gorgeous, gorgeous performance on that song. Um Love it to death. Um, but I put Keith Richards on this um, on this list because of the massive, massive, massive fame of the Stones. And so many times, um, not that they were counted out, but they've had they've had situations where, you know, the next album didn't so- sell so well and they came back and surprised everyone. I mean, this happened right in the mid 70s. Um, uh, and th- and then in the late seventies again, when when some girls gave them that extra surge, and then they were around and they were beloved, and they were like you know the world's greatest rock and roll band, right? Um, then there was a little bit of a dip with Emotional Rescue, and then they're back with uh, with um, Tattoo You, Tattoo, yeah, yeah, Tattoo You. Uh, <laughs> I was I'm starting to get these new tattoos and tattoos, Van Halen, Motley Crue, all mixed up together, um, but. Uh, yeah, so so they went along, uh, and then you know may, maybe they were a little disliked uh, as well. Again, there's fighting between Mick and Keith, and the band sort of like they're off making solo stuff. But you know they come back one of the big legendary massive tours of all time with that Steel Steel Wheels tour, and uh, they just kept coming back. Now this is a band that has not made that many records over time. Um, you know I I kind of want to wrap their knuckles a little bit for not really making uh, all that much uh, music. Um, um, but they did come back and they and they did do semi-regular tours. Um, you know, there there were other solo mater- solo material along the way as well. Um, Keith, you know, showed us uh, showed us uh, the way into his life in a big way when he did that really good autobiography. Uh, it's one of the you know um, most well-regarded late period uh, autobiographies. I think uh, it was a really good book. Um, you know, not a not a big guy in uh, in interviewing, but he he will do interviews, and uh, and they're usually pretty entertaining. And he also um, shows us he, a little glimpse into his life. Uh, well, it's one one neat thing is he's a big book guy. Um, that's really interesting. But the other thing is um, he is a massive massive music fan, and that's always an endearing thing um, to to make me want to put somebody on on the list of these well regarded. See, a lot of this is about. A lot of being on this list for me is about the good vibes and the love that the world has for these people, and uh, and and why they've generated those good vibes. Uh, and with and with Keith, you know, part of that is just how much of a music fan he is. Like the people he's a fan of, he's a huge fan of, and he's and he's he's a, he's a great music bookworm, if there's such a thing. Very much like Robert Plant, right? They both they both love their music and they love their history of music. Um, so there you go. Our number uh, four selection on the food chain of the world's biggest living rock stars is Keith Richards. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. All right, back again. History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff. This is episode 91, World's Biggest Living Rock Stars. Uh, kind of a neat debate. Uh, like I say, it's been it's been cool seeing answers on this when we've uh, fired it up on the old Facebook page for for the uh, for the podcast. Um, all right, our, our number three on this list. Um, let's take a listen, and we shall discuss. This is Bruce Springsteen with "Working on a Dream." I'm working on a dream. I'm 
Right, so I had to put Bruce on this list for a variety of reasons. I mean, I think he is Mr. America. He's probably America's most beloved rock figure of all time, I would imagine. Um, well, of all time, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about Elvis later on. Um, but in terms of you know, I've often I, I may even do an episode on uh, on this concept of America's band, right? Um, and uh, and there's a there's a few that qualify for this idea of inherently American, um, but they're but they're a little more regional. And as things you know have always been heating up and and um, you know dividing on the on the left and the right, um, you know this would have been a very discussion uh, twenty years ago. Um, Leonard Skinner would be way higher up the list. Uh, ten years ago, ZZ Top would be way, uh, you know, somewhat higher up the list. I think ZZ Top is still on that list. Leonard Skinner is on that list, but it needs a little bit of discussion there. Um, but, but I think Bruce Springsteen is a guy that uh, is absolutely, you know, embraced by by all of America. Um, and this is a guy who uh, who has made a lot of music over the years. So here's here's the thing here. This is a really prolific guy. So more prolific than Keith Richards, uh, more prolific really than Robert Plant, but kind of on the same realm. Uh, puts a lot of music, works really hard on it. Uh, he also has put out a super well-regarded uh, autobiography. So he's led us into his life, you know, all the ups and downs, the pitfalls. Um, it, you know, he's very honest about it and and shows his humanity. And that uh, is a reason for me to put somebody on this list, uh, you know, for the belovedness of the, of the world, um, you know, towards this guy. Um, he's obviously called upon uh, for, for big American events and he shows up. Uh, he's done this podcast recently with Barack Obama. Um, but, um, you know, I wanted to play something kind of late period here, this Working on a Dream, which was, you know, it's a really cool song from a cool album. But uh, but just to drive home another more mercenary point here, uh, Greetings from Asbury Park, NJ. Uh, debut album 73, double platinum, Wild Innocent and the E Street Shuffle double platinum born to run six times platinum that's a huge huge selling album and we're still in 1975 a darkness on the edge of town triple platinum the river five times platinum that gets the old double platinum double boost of course um nebraska he gets gets nice and quiet on that one so that was really cool he kind of you know notched back so he's a creative guy he's always looking to do different things um platinum and again here we are uh you know mr americana telling the history and the soul and the consciousness of america across these albums uh born in the usa diamond 15 times platinum um, and lots and lots uh, over over you know diamond type status around the world. Um, so this is when he was absolutely at his peak. Um, just just you know one of the, one of the you know at that point for a couple of years you know you would almost have called him the biggest rock star of all time. Um, but I've got him. Where do I got him here? I've got him number three, right? Um, Tunnel of Love, you know, big drop down, but still triple platinum platinum lucky town platinum 
Ghost of Tom Joad, Gold. Um, and there again, you know, super quiet, Americana kind of album. You know, is Bruce ever particularly, besides besides maybe that singer-songwriter realm in the 70s and the, uh, you know, the, the almost uh, out-of-left-field hit of Born in the USA in the 80s, uh, is he ever... Uh, completely in vogue. Um, no, he's he's just timeless, right? Um, the Rising, uh, double platinum. Uh, remember the the sort of uh, the nine eleven um, situation there with that record. You know, really touched a lot of people's hearts. Uh, Devils and Dust, We Shall Overcome, Magic. You know, you got golds and platinums and golds. Working on a dream even went gold in two thousand nine. Um, and then it looks like uh, no more certifications after that. Obviously, everything changes. And, you know, even just rock and roll, he's getting, you know, at this point, wrecking ball. He's, he's uh, what is he? he? He's around 60 at that point. Or no, hang on, 60, 70. Yeah, he's about 60, 63, something like that uh, in, in and around that era. So, you know, rock and roll is a young man's game. Eventually, uh, your star has, has just got to fade. Um, and, and you know, you're, you're two, three generations removed from the entire record buying public. But yeah, he's he's absolutely got to be on this list. And also he's on this list because, um, you know, he's the focal point. This is a solo artist that gives you a lot of power to be called the world's biggest living rock star as well. All right. Um Let's take a listen to the next selection here, and we shall discuss. This is the Rolling Stones with Sparks Will Fly. You better shape up, you better get set. Gonna burn up in the smoke of a jet. Sparks will fly when I finally get myself back on your baby. Sparks will fly when I finally get myself back on your baby. Right, I wanted to pick some late period Rolling Stones for you. Voodoo Lounge, nineteen ninety four. This is your standard Stones type rocker with a little bit of a um, four on the four type beat. I'm not sure for sure if that one's four on the floor, four, but in my head I can think of it, and it, it seems like it is. Never been a big four on the floor f- fan. Almost always, I'm not happy with it. But if anybody's going to do it, we want Charlie to do it. But Charlie is not our number two choice here uh, in the number four slot in reverse order. Charlie Watts is not the second most famous, uh, world's biggest living rock star of all time. Uh, nor is Brian Jones or Mick Taylor or Bill Wyman or Ron Wood. Uh, no, it's Mick Jagger. Um, and this is the funny thing when we've had this discussion. I've always thought that my number two and my number one choice are unassailable, uh, uh, undebatable. Um, but after number one and two, anything goes. So when I picked Robert Plant, up to Keith Richards, up to Bruce Springsteen. Uh, I could see some of the honorable mentions that I'm going to mention uh, getting in there in the debate. And we have a we have a knock them down, drag them out, fight about it. But I don't think you can debate my number two and my number one here. So we've got Mick Jagger, and again. Um, I won't repeat everything from before, but obviously world's greatest rock band, world's biggest rock band of all time, uh, biggest, whatever, whatever that phrase is, biggest rock band in the world. Definitely not the only band that matters because that's the clash, right? Uh, but, um, you know, Mick gets the extra pixie dust because he's the front man, right? And also Mick, uh, I think we love Mick because he's an amazing front man, uh, even uh, into his 70s. And he's one of these fountain of youth kind of 
of guys. You know, Keith Richards um, is not particularly Mr. Fountain of youth. We don't think of him that way. We think of him as an as an aged old. Uh, what what is that thing? I saw somebody made a made a pretty pretty uh, good ob- observation. Uh, how did it go? Uh, Keith, Keith Richards is held together by nicotine and dust. Um, but uh, but Mick, on the other hand, uh, you know, Mick is essentially. Um, the uh, the famous version of Iggy Pop up there on stage, right? Uh, he's he's the fountain of youth. We all love that, you know. As you get older, you 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 want these guys to champion the idea and the hope that you can stay young uh, even in your old age and stay fit and run around. And Mick Jagger is that guy. He's also um, he's also the co-writer of all these hits. I mean, everything's more or less Jagger's Richards, right? He's the lead singer. Um, and uh, he's uh, the main lyricist, right? So um, essentially, um, Mick gets in here for a whole ton of reasons. Frontman, youth, uh, singing, uh, very, very big participator in the writing of one of the biggest bands of all time. And the other thing I didn't mention with Rolling Stones, which, uh, which I think is a big reason to be in this list, is the longevity. I mean, this is one band that has been around my entire life. I mean, I've often said that, you know, Kiss is... Uh, a band that I, I think about as being around for my entire woke life in terms of getting that first Kiss album as a new release and then being there for the next 50 years, right? Uh, but Rolling Stones have been around since I was born kind of thing. So that's that's an amazing thing in terms of um, you get on this list of the world's biggest living rock stars by having literally, they're, they're, they're moving on close to 60 years of uh, of. Uh, life in the spotlight because they were actually pretty famous right out of the gates too. They they were a big band right out of the gates. So uh, longevity is a big big deal I think uh, to be on this list. So the Stones have been uh, you know essentially um, famous since about 1964 1965. Um, so that's why Mick has to be way up on this. Plus he's got a great name right, Mick Jagger. I mean what you know you you can't beat that for a, for a rock star name. Um, so yeah he's. Uh, Crazy, super, super famous. Um, you know, I've called this world's biggest living rock stars. I mean, I suppose uh, you could almost swap out uh, most famous in here as well. I think it more or less lines up perfectly to, uh, you know, there's other there's other superlatives we can use that don't uh, line up as closely, but I'd say most famous and world's biggest. I kind of mean the same thing here. Um all right, there we go. Uh, let's move on. Um, so our top choice, uh, number five here, which is actually number one, the world's biggest living rock star is. Um, well, let's let's play this song first, um, and then we shall discuss. Well, I'll tell you who it is. Take a listen to this. This is Paul McCartney with "Ever Present Past." I think of everything to be discovered. I hope there's something to find. Searching through the time that has gone so fast The time that I thought would last My ever-present past mm. The things I think I did I do, I think I did all right, so I wanted to pick something late period to represent uh, one of the many, many facets why he is on this list as the world's biggest living rock star. Um, this is from Memory Almost Full. Great album, uh, issued Ju- June 4th, 2007. Um, so he's on this list for a number of reasons. Um, 
Beatles are the most beloved, biggest band of all time. Uh, I think that's not in dispute. And I think also not in dispute is Paul McCartney is the most famous Beatle. Um, I'd say, I'd say by a long, long, long shot, um, you know, had this been, uh, 1981 when John Lennon was still alive, um, you know, you might have, uh, put those two pretty close together and without, uh, without, you know, the shock of John Lennon being dead, I think most people even at that point would say Paul McCartney has, he, he was, he was already, um, the Beatle. Um, but then through, you know, by virtue of the work in the seventies, he pulls even further ahead. So that's one big thing right there. Um, obviously, uh, John Lennon is not on this list and we don't know what he would have done later, but we do know what Paul McCartney did. So, so number one, um, all through, um, all through the seventies, he quickly jumped in with solo material and uh, then he had this band Wings, which was a massive band. I mean, we people forget how big the Wings uh, Wings were. But um, Wildlife Gold, Red Rose Speedway Gold, Band on the Run, Triple Platinum, Venus and Mars, Wings at the Speed of Sound, London Town, Back to the Egg. So all of them, all platinum. Now I know there's a little bit of a of a backstory with Paul McCartney because uh, we're you know I I'm a big collector and I use a lot of uh, you know full page ads and stuff in my books and uh, and one of the jokes that I often you know talk to guys who know this sort of stuff is Paul McCartney made sure like he really has his business dry and he really made sure that that the stuff was promoted to death right you saw tons and tons and tons of ads all the time for Paul McCartney stuff and and it worked. Um, because as he moves on from the wings into the eighties and current days, he keeps making records. He keeps making music. He keeps participating in the world. He keeps coming up with interesting new sounds. He's a little bit of a Robert plant that way, but not as radical as Robert plant. Um, he keeps writing, um, and, and just keeps, you know, packing that David Cassidy lunchbox and going to work. Right. Um, and that's one of the things we love about, about Paul McCartney. The other thing is um, he keeps selling tons and tons of tickets, right? When he goes on tour, he's a massive, massive draw. And, uh, you know, I would imagine, I, I haven't done the research, but I would imagine Paul McCartney has probably, well, then again, I'm not sure. I, well, actually, you know, he probably is way, way up there in terms of tickets sold. But let's remember that the Beatles didn't didn't sell a lot of concert tickets right um you know obviously for obvious reasons not because they weren't liked um but um but yeah it's it's interesting i wonder if we looked at all of that you know it you'd, you'd have to be a massive band and a hard 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 touring band so stones would be pretty high up there but they weren't they aren't exactly the hardest touring band in the world so uh but no paul paul's huge that way he does interviews. He's he's engaging and facing. I mean, uh, obviously, one of the stories I've I've often um, you know told, but I'll just I'll I'll keep it brief here. I got to interview Paul McCartney, so it's really cool that I've actually interviewed the world's biggest living rock star. Um, and I I think that's a probably a career highlight if you consider what I do a career or work. But I I don't. It's it's kind of stupid, but. Um, but no, I mean, uh, so I got to interview him. I interviewed him and we talked mostly about Queen because it was for um, 
my Queen album by album book, but it was so cool. You know, I, I couldn't believe that uh, he consented to do that, but he did. Um, so, you know, one day he was getting off uh, recording that latest album of his and he uh, he drove himself that day home from the studio to home. And, uh, and, uh, he, he, he said, Oh, this is one of the rare times, Martin, you know, you've got me uh, driving my own car here. So bear with me. Um, you know, I usually got a driver, but I'm, I'm driving today. So I interviewed him in the car as he's driving the car. And, um, we had a great chat. You know, my, my pitch to them was, Oh, I'm going to only keep him for 12 minutes or, or something like that. I think I said 12 minutes, right? We just want to talk about queen and I'll keep it real general. And, uh, this, you know, so he knew what it was for. It was one Friday afternoon. Um, and um, so, yeah, what would it have been? So one, so it had been six, seven o'clock for him, something like that. Um, but, um, you know, I eventually kept him uh, for about 26 minutes, um, but I called it off. Uh, he, it sounds like he would have kept talking. He, he would have been fine. He, at one point he joked, he goes, oh, you got me captive, Martin. I'm driving, you know, I've got nothing else to do. What, what do you want to ask? Uh, you know, he was really, really nice about it. Right. Um, but, you know, I didn't want to overstay my welcome. I, I thought 26 minutes wasn't really overstaying your welcome, but, but I, I could have kept talking. And, and when I got off the phone, you know, buddy, you know, buddies of mine said, what are you doing? You, you're, you know, you get Paul McCartney, you just keep talking until you tick him off. I mean, I didn't want to tick him off. That's the thing, right? I, I wanted to, you know, leave and, and, and be a little disciplined about it, but it was funny, you know, right at the end of it, I, I, you know, he, he's, um, you could tell he's driving and the roads are getting smaller and smaller. And he says, and he sounds like he's driving into the, the, you know, the private country lane that, that leads to his house, right. Or where he lives. And, um, and he goes, Oh, hang on a second, Martin. There's a, there's a lady in front of me. Oh, she's trying to back up. Okay. And he goes, back up, love, back up. So, so you could tell he stopped and he's waiting for this lady to back up and pull into, you know, some side thing so he can get by or whatever. So yeah, at that, at that point I thought, well, you know, it sounds like he's almost home here. Let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up pretty cool. So soon. So, um, so yeah, I, I think, um, that story illustrates that he participates in the world. Obviously, he's also one of these fountain of youth guys where you think, oh, it's just cool seeing him. You know, he looks young for his age. Uh, it's great seeing him staying up there and uh, and rocking away. Um, so I, I think I think he, he should be up there for the long batch of solo albums, the long batch of Wings albums, super successful, the Beatles being kind of the most famous Beatle. Um, I don't think there's any dispute that Paul McCartney should be up there. Um, all right. So just wanted to mention some honorable mentions quickly. Unfortunately, I feel like uh, this is already the longest um, episode I've ever done. So I want to keep this short. Maybe I should save this for, um, you know what? I'm going to save all of this. I'm going to save all of this. I've got three areas here. Honorable mentions, the young, I'm just calling it in my notes, and the dead. Um, let's save that discussion for uh, for another time. And you can uh, you can rave at me up and down all mad that I left out this person and that person and that person because I probably would have mentioned them in my honorable mentions. Um, but I will I will take that uh, I will take that abuse and uh, and possibly there will be some new episodes. So there you go. Um, if you like the show and want to support. Uh, future episodes what i'm doing here please go to ko-fi rhymes with no fee um at uh co-fee.com uh, slash martin popoff hit that red support button buy me a coffee or a pint um and uh yeah they've got this kind of three dollar level thing which is which is really nice um no commitment it's not like a patreon thing patreon thing um on that front i want to thank for this week uh bruce campbell 
Neil Cartwright, Simon Cole, Jonathan Cosio, who swooped in with a very generous uh, week-saving donation uh, to, to this cause. Thanks, John. Please take a break for a while. Uh, you deserve it. Um, <laughs> David Fisher, Kevin Latham, Jason Leonard, Melissa Nee, and Augustin Garcia de Paredes. Uh, and you can go to martinpopoff.com for, um, you know, the latest books and that. I mean, still recent is the Angel book. Uh, even more recent is the Sweet book. Even more recent than that is Flaming Telepaths, Imaginos, Expanded and Specified. Um, that's doing really well. That's a very, very weird book. It's barely even a music book, I would say. Um, I did a bunch of illustrations in it. Um did did a few different things with the printing. Uh, really like that one. Excited to have that one just come out last week or the week before. Um, and uh, and we've got Rush. Um, we've got uh, Driven Rush in the '90s and in the end coming um, later. Uh, basically, the end of this week uh, when this uh, episode goes up. Uh, so so end of March, I will have the Driven book in. Um, so thank you, everybody waiting patiently. I know it's up at my site already. Um, so a lot of people have done that. Um, but thanks again. Yeah, wow, very long episode. And uh, we even saved some stuff for later. Um, let me know what you think. Signing off, Martin Popoff. Talk to you later. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at The RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits, perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. By now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about those sounds? Those are the sounds of an LG wash tower with ultra-large capacity, serving up a powerful yet gentle clean in just 29 minutes. Making this the sound of savings on the best appliance brands. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Get up to 25% off the LG wash tower with ultra-large capacity and reduced wash time. Pricing valid January 5th through January 25th, 2023. Gas dryer extra. U.S. only. See store or online for details. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 